Welcome back to the eighth episode of the Bite That Thumb podcast. We are here after uh, a little week break. Um, we want to make sure we are fresh and interesting for y'all. And we did just not because we don't plan anything, but because we want to make sure we're, we're look, always well, on top. We want to be honest. Um, <laughs> it, it was really just me. It, it was a contract holdout kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to be paid what I'm deserved. And uh, and we don't want to pay him a dime, so. <laughs> right. And I was, I, I'd like to, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, actually, you know, you know, screw it. We, we, we like to air everything out on the show. Yep, I was able to negotiate for 12 cents, not a dime. So, mm-hmm. and now I'm being paid what I'm worth, which is about 12 cents per listener we have, which is 12 cents. 12 cents, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so. Is that how many listeners we had last episode? I don't know. I don't really. Well, last episode we had, I mean, God, it could have been in thousands. It could have been. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have been in the ones. I mean, numbers, right? (laughs) If you you think about it in in terms of crypto, Jared's actually making a smarter investment by taking a cent percentage of of his pay in the long term with the stocks, you know, like the. It'll. it'll, Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the They're big not, time. He's thinking differently than everyone else. He's he's up earlier. He's uh mining he's really, Dogecoin. Uh, yep. I yep. forgot that's the thing. <laughs> Jared gets paid in Dogecoin. Yeah. <laughs> paid in Dogecoin and gum. Did you guys see um, about the NFTs? I don't I don't know anything about that. I just know it exists and the NFC East? No, no, <laughs> NFT. It's just like it's just the way to 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 just make sure that you, you people are using it for art just so they make sure they have the only one so they're just like selling oh oh yeah i actually think uh i think halsey's doing something like that because kendra was telling me that uh, i don't yeah i saw week the weekend's doing it too which only which means only one person is going to have the rights to whatever they yeah whatever i know i know yeah. like i know artists are doing it with like their artwork and stuff because it it like that when you make it an NFT, it becomes intellectual property that people can't steal and stuff. I don't understand. Honestly, if it's just a way for like rich people to waste their money and give it to artists so they can, you know, Amen. either use it to buy a bunch of drugs or maybe like, you know, distribute it in their communities. Either way, I'm I'm fine with that transfer of money. That's that's cool with me. It's just gonna suck when like some asshole, you know, ruins it for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just do. All right. Um so I just told James Jarrett I uh what the hell is this? I made a little, a little purchase for myself. I treated myself just now. Um overpriced robot sex doll. Yeah, yeah. Uh I mean that wasn't you. to treat myself. That I actually uh charged You've been on the tonight. fence for years now. Yeah, that was a that was a work a work right off. Um <laughs> I no. <laughs> KFC is a fantastic, fantastic company. KFC KFC's been fun to my life for a long time. Um, you know, and 
Speaking of purchases, you should always purchase a piece of chicken. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a, uh, I got the Bread Elevens, the Jordans, and I'm very excited about it because I think they're gonna, it's oh. gonna, it's gonna look good. Yeah, nice. I was on the fence because I wanted those, <clears throat> Ooh, those <Whoa>. or <laughs> the uh, the Paris Saint Germain. Oh boy. No, sorry. I, uh, yeah, Paris Saint Germain fours. Um, which are nice, like they're like um, they're white with maroon colors, but uh, put a picture up. All right, never mind. That's not how this works. <laughs> All right, so if you're listening to the podcast, just go on, go on goat. Uh, you know, bite thy thumb. Promo what if it's like an older listener? I don't know. Go yeah, they, just go online never, and look up Paris Saint Germain Air Jordan. The older the older listener never made it to the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> um Yeah, so it's been two weeks since we've we've chatted here. We some some things have happened in the world and the the athletics world. The NBA has done some uh some player swapping. The NFL has done some I don't know. Probably something terrible. Um, Jared, would you like to uh, bring us in on the NBA talk here since you are our resident NBA expert? Yes, please. Uh, Well, uh, stop me if you've heard this before, but the Celtics were in some talks for some really good players. (laughs) Uh, They were close. They almost got a couple guys. They were hot and heavy, but uh, Danny does it again. He was almost there. <laughs> yeah, you know, second, second, third place. Celtics always got it locked up. Uh, we got Evan Fournier for basically nothing, which is cool. Do not um, Google that. Yeah, I, I don't even understand that. I don't want to understand it. Um, it's it's not safe for podcast. It's uh, atrocious. It, it, wait, what? Nothing. Continue, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was really, you know, Kendra and I were really devastated when the the Tice trade happened because we love Tice. I mean, he's yeah. great. He's a great Celtic. Um, I think Kendra just likes him because he's attractive. But, uh, like, he's just a classic, like, hardworking Celtic. Like, just knows his role. Always, always in the right spot at the right time. Like, it's also great for, like, team and, like, like fanhood uh enjoyment when like a player like an undrafted player ends up being pretty good like yeah it was a steal we really really, we really got great value for what we paid for him and mm-hmm. you know i understand it made me feel a little better when i realized that they were basically just you know they moved him javante williams and jeff teague which jeff teague was just a just just getting him off the team is actually a positive for the celtics yeah. which is good but, um, you know, they were really just trying to get something in Mo Wagner, you know, because Tice was going to leave at the end of the season because he's going to get paid because he's yeah. really good. Like, he's a yeah. good – he's a fantastic defensive center. Like, mm-hmm. he can really – you know, uh, you know, obviously he gets dunked on by, you know, the, the MB types. But he yeah. can really hang with them and challenge them. And, you know, they're going to get their buckets on him, obviously, because he's a 6'10 guy. You know, realistically, right. he might even be a little shorter than that. But, I mean, he really challenges them at the rim, and he does a good job. He, and I mentioned this on Twitter – he gets absolutely screwed by the referees more than yeah. any player I've ever watched in my personal basketball watching career. Like when there's a star player and he's defending them, he always gets called for the foul no matter what. And it's yeah. never a foul. And whenever he gets absolutely murdered at the rim, 
never gets a call no matter what yeah. happens. So, you know, I think it's good. You know, he's going to get paid in the offseason, which is good. I'm, I'm happy for him. But, um, you know, I mean, the Celtics, the, the the reason why they told us that they were moving Javante Green and those other guys was to make room for a potential buyout guy. Yeah. You know, potentially Andre Drummond, which is the one that the Celtics have been connected to. I've heard uh, as of tonight, I think the Lakers are the leading Yes. Yeah. Woj tweeted that they're the front runners, which basically means it's all but he's signed there. Yeah. Which, you know, just again, just really solidifies that that Celtics model of ah, we were the Almost second there, team. Yeah. Hang a banner. <laughs> we were the second team. And the Patriots, honestly, the Patriots do that too, where it's like, oh, Bill was in talks with <laughs> with the trade on uh OBJ, and it's like, oh, oh great. Have we we haven't talked about all the Patriots signings? No, no, no. I, I was gonna get the Patriots after we do a little dill uh basketball talk. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I guess yeah, just ball. to wrap that up, I mean, you know, I think Fonier is a good addition. He's fine. He's he's not gonna change the course of the season. He's a mm-hmm. fine scorer, whatever. Right. Good um, player, great player, like uh really solid. It's just fine, fine player. He's not gonna provide the defense thing. He he's gonna no. provide a little scoring off the bench, which is good. Yeah. Um, basically honestly, like, like two, two second round picks for us, like a great six man isn't yeah. bad. It's just like, no, it's a fine trade. No, no, it's a great trade. I, I just think it's a bit like the nothing else part of it. Like I think it's yeah. an admission that like, well, this is kind of like a wash of a season. I was saying on Twitter and again, I, the only other thing I wanted to mention before that is on the Drummond thing. I didn't want Drummond to come to the Celtics. I right. want. I want Rob Williams starting and I want him yeah. playing like 30 minutes a game. I, I honestly think, and I have maintained this since like last year. I am a like day one since we drafted him at pick 16. Mm. I'm a day one Rob Williams stand. Yeah. And that was back when he was just lob Williams. It was like, damn, this kid can dunk the yeah. shit out of yeah, basketball. Yeah. But the, the thing is he's an unbelievable, he's an unbelievable defensive center mm. at, at blocking the ball. And now he's shown these really interesting little tiny shades of like being able to pass the ball really well, mm-hmm. which at his size is kind of amazing. Like, I think if they unleash him now that Tice is gone, which kind of sucks, but you know, now he's going to get the lion's share of the minutes. Now that Drummond's not here, which I'm fine with mm-hmm. because he didn't fit, he couldn't shoot, he can't do anything besides rebound, he can defend okay. But you know, if you, you know, Rob Williams has the chance to be a decent you know, guy who gets switched onto a small point guard, you know, he can get his ankles crossed. And, you know, I watched the the Bucks game the other night. He did a pretty good job of defending Giannis a couple times. Yeah. But also there was a time where like Giannis just bull rushed him and he was like, oh shit. And he totally got, you know, right, right. but he's still young. Like I am totally happy taking the, the you know, he's 20 to invest on He's already year. He's, he's so young. He's like six. He's, no, he's like three months younger than us. <laughs> like He's, he's so good. And like Drummond, he is what he is. And every team, yeah. I was listening to the Bill Sims podcast the other day and they made a great point saying every team that has him is never really thrilled to have him. Like yeah. they're always kind of like ready to, ready to move him for whatever they, I mean, he got traded for a second round pick at the yeah. deadline, like a year or two ago, whatever it I was. Have, I have seen some interesting points about how he's never been on like a good team. So like, mm. oh, he'll be good on the Lakers. Yeah, it'll be. It's, I think it'll be interesting to see. The spacing won't be there with AD and LeBron if he goes to the Lakers. But I think it'll be interesting to see like him play with maybe uh, maybe one of the best, still the best playmakers in the league, and like still like the best or second best center in the league. Um, where he. Or actually, uh, AD would be, would be the power forward, but like, uh, um, like where he's 
his only job is to get rebounds. You know what I mean? Like he's not. Yeah. No, and the other thing too is like the same thing with Dwight Howard. Not saying that Drummond is you know like a, a bad locker room guy, but when you're playing with LeBron, yeah, it's easier to fall in line and and play your role because he's right. just overwhelmingly great. Were right. you gonna say something, James? Oh no, I'm just listening. Um, just just soaking up the <laughs> the sports ball. I was actually <laughs> I was actually gonna make a point about Robert Williams because, um, I fucking love Robert Williams. He's oh my God. like. His build is like the like the what the NBA is becoming. Like he's long, Absolutely. he's tall, and then like because and I he don't can move, to, he can move yeah. from right to left, which a lot of centers freaking can't. And like what I wanted to say was, uh, what I was gonna like because I wanted to say like the he's kind of like the new like the nouveau like NBA build. <laughs> I looked up his wingspan. He's six eight with a oh, seven seven six wingspan. It's 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 horrifying, dude. He is a. That's why his so his block game is just mm-hmm. amazing. I actually traded him in my fantasy basketball league. You told First me that. All, yeah. it, it was a steal because I picked him up for two bucks on the waiver wire. But he's really good. That was a steal in the first place. I traded him for Tyler Hero, a first round pick, mm-hmm. and like Enos Cantor or something, who gets a lot of points in fantasy. So like he is really something special. Like I, which which is why, you know, I, I'm kind of a hypocrite because I'm really upset because I thought this was a good opportunity for us to trade for Vucevic, yeah. because Vucevic is a legit legit second score. Like if you make Tatum the first score, Vucevic the second score, and Jalen right. the third score, now Kemba's like this extraneous guy who can kind of mm. float in and out and and you know get on a hot streak when he does but when he goes cold which you know he does more 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 often than not right um it, it's not as big of a deal because he's the fourth guy on the pecking order um i understand that would have cost us mm-hmm. marcus smart and some first round picks but it would also open up when you say like kemba would be the fourth man on the uh the scoring like the yeah the scoring order like it would also open him up to more of his playmaking ability too which i think yeah. would be important um, I mean, it's just, it's obvious that he feels like he has to do things right now. And like when he's, when he doesn't have it going, it's kind of painful. And there's really, you know, with Tatum and with, especially with Jalen Brown, if their shot's not falling, there's other things that they can do on a basketball court. They can say, okay, I'm going to go rebound or mm-hmm. I'm going to just lock down my guy and play unbelievable defense. Yeah. J- Jalen, especially on defense, like. Yeah, but I mean, Kemba just doesn't, you know, he just doesn't have the ability to do much else. I mean, he can play make, but with his size, you know, he can kind of do the dribble moves. But if that stuff's not working, I mean, yeah. he's kind of lost at sea. Yeah. So when you say that there's a new a new basketball style, what do you mean? Like, what, how has that changed since, what, like a few years ago, since so last year? Back in, like, the 60s and the 70s, it was more, like, big man ball, where it was, like, if you were seven foot and like in like just you know 300 pounds like you were just gonna dominate the league because everyone else was low six foot uh uh, a lot of dribbling like and you like there was just no stopping you at the rim um and then it kind of hit like the nine like the 80s the 90s the early 2000s where the guards kind of took over um well, it was really like the Warriors era, like like when yeah, when I was, Steph I, I was, Curry. I was including Jordan because Jordan was like he's he's a big guy, but he's not like yeah. But I mean, even in the big. Jordan era, it was very like the center thing was prevalent yeah. because the 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 prevailing thought was you need a seven foot guy on your team. Like right. like when Jordan got drafted, everybody knew that Jordan was like this amazing 
once in a lifetime player, but everyone was like, he's in the last dance, you know, there's this like montage of when he got drafted, when everyone's like, you know, he's pretty good, but he ain't seven feet. So he's not yeah. really going to be able to carry well, a team. Hakeem, uh, Hakeem went one, like, which is not this, unreasonable, which no, because honestly, even in retrospect, isn't unreasonable. Uh, yeah. Like he was fantastic. It, he, his leg, I mean, obviously he has an amazing legacy, but his legacy was hurt just by the fact that Jordan was in the same era because like Hakeem would have been the next Wilt, the next like Bill yeah. Russell. If, and and what is uh, it now? How would you say? Like, well, really so now the biggest thing is that the, the, you know, centers, first of all, there's no positions like, no, you know, yeah. back in the day, like in the, or even in the early two thousands, people were slaves to this idea that you needed a point guard, a shooting guard, a small yeah. forward, a power forward in a center. St- people still hold on to it too. And it's, but not, it's no, not even, not even, not even as much today the, the, you know, the thought was if you had a point guard who was good on your team, yeah. you couldn't draft a guy who was six feet and really good at shooting because, you know, you can't have two guys who are six feet and good at shooting, mm-hmm. which oh. is crazy because now it's like, fuck it. Like put all your best players on the floor. Like who cares what size they are? And like, you know, yeah. you got, the biggest difference today is that the centers, instead of being these big bulky guys that dominate and, you know, just kind of get the ball and body people around the game is so much more fluid and fast moving. The centers need to be quick. And like these weird hybrid athletes who are like six yeah. foot, 10, six foot, 11, really tall, but like fast, long, like they and can long. move and oh, dribble. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like tall and long. So James, like, I mean, these guys, like, people built like that have always been in the NBA, but now it's like, they're not super heavy anymore. And they're, they're like Jared said, they're like six yeah. ten, maybe seven foot, but they're like, you know, they have like an eight, you know, eight and a half foot wingspan and they can shoot. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, right. That's the thing. So like Daniel Tice, <laughs> Daniel Tice, who we were talking about earlier, he is about six foot nine realistically, which mm-hmm. is really kind of small, but he's unique because he can play center. He can defend guys who are like seven foot tall. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, if he if he came in the league in two thousand, all the GMs would have said, "Oh no, you're you're a power forward. Like you need to understand that you're a power forward," right. which meant that he needed to play next to another guy that was seven feet tall, which yeah. doesn't make any sense for Daniel Tice. He doesn't need another yeah. seven footer. He can handle that. So now in the modern era, now that he's free to be this small center. Mm-hmm. It unlocks this whole different, you know, team look that the Celtics, That'll, you know, were able that to That might have. be one of, like, LeBron's legacy. Because I think he was one of the last people to, like, be for Like, I know he's, like, a small forward, sometimes a power forward. But, like, he is a point guard. Like, he, he's a six, six, uh, eight point guard. Well, I think it was, like, I think it was the, I mean, not even a little bit before Golden State, like, mm-hmm. Like Roy Hibbert, who was like this number two overall pick, yeah, who was yeah, a yeah, dominant yeah. big man. You know, it, it it became more and more these centers as like defenses morphed towards like switching on defense where, you know, if you get caught in a pick and roll, you just, you know, you just switch and you take a guy mm-hmm. and the centers end up on these point guards. You know, when you have a guy like Rob Williams, Rob Williams can hang with a point guard. You know, he, he might get caught, you know, 60% of the time, but it, it's not like an easy bucket. Whereas, you know, 7-2 Roy Hibbert, he's he's out there on stilts against yeah. a guy like Steph Curry. And then when the Warriors came in and did their thing, it was just like 
the 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 league went into brain meltdown. Like everybody was like, "Holy shit!" We yeah, have like to Golden State to go figured super out. Small. Golden State figured out that three points was more than two, and people were like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like guys thought that like you needed, and that's the crazy thing, and, and it's true in a way because people thought that you needed a dominant big man to win, and I think history has shown that. It helps to have a dominant big man. And actually, yeah. the championship teams, the teams that are set apart from the average teams, they're the ones that have a dominant big man, whether it's Anthony Davis or Tim Duncan or Kevin even Garnett. Like, yeah, yeah. But the thing was, with all those teams, they had a dominant perimeter player yep. that was able to take over in the fourth quarter because I what happened? Allen. <laughs> well, well, Paul Pierce was the leading scorer oh, yeah, yeah. on that team. But I mean, you know, the, the thing was, Kevin Garnett's a great example of he was a fantastic player on both sides of the court. But in the last five minutes, he didn't really want the ball. Like he didn't no. want to be on offense. Yeah. That's where Paul Pierce and Ray Allen were able to take over. And that's why a guy like Shaq, you know, even though Penny was a fantastic player, mm-hmm. you know, until he got a guy like Kobe where, you know, he could dominate the whole game. But at the end right. of the fourth quarter, when the it's game is yeah, in the balance, like, it's going to Kobe. Like it's Kobe's not taking the yeah. shots and, and, and Shaq's a secondary piece. So it's like, you know, yeah, I think big men are important where like a team like the Celtics, you know, we have fantastic mm-hmm. perimeter players. And Jason Tatum is like almost a big in the sense of, but, you yeah. know, He's six, seven, six, seven. What is yeah, considered, like, what is considered big? By a, big be, a big would be someone six, who's six five. No, six ten. A, a, a big would be someone who's six nine or above. Because oh, like really? so? six okay. eight, six eight is a wing player still. Six eight's a small True. forward. Yeah. So you know, but that's the thing. Like like Anthony Davis is a perfect modern day big because you know he's just, fucking Bill Simmons. But he was like, what, what was, was it last year when uh, when they when they traded for him? He, the, uh, I think his famous quote was. Uh, Lakers gonna have a problem because you know they don't know like, they're gonna have LeBron and AD play in the same position. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I I don't think it's unreasonable because LeBron, I mean, he was a point forward, but he was yeah. never like legitimately playing point guard. Like, right? That's really like well, he, he. I think he did in 2018. It was like a it was like a Ben Simmons thing, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think Ben Simmons in a weird way opened the door for that because when he came in, the Sixers were like. Yeah, like, no, we're serious. Like, we're actually going to play this six foot 10 guy at the one. Like, we're going right. to have him at the one and then like a two, three, four, or five next to him, which was really kind of groundbreaking. We've never was, done that before. Yeah. And like, that was something that confused because, you know, there's always like, oh, you know, Ben's going to like, Golden State, Ben's going to the Lakers. Like, I didn't get the Ben Simmons to the Lakers thing. No. Be- because of like the fact that like that's two people who are going to control the ball. Like, Two guys who need the ball. Because That's why Alonzo didn't work there. Right. Um, no, hell no. I honestly think that – I don't know if this is true, but I heard in a couple of different podcasts that mm-hmm. when the Harden trades are being discussed – and I think that Harden was ultimately going to be a douche and make sure that he went to Brooklyn, which mm-hmm. honestly, in hindsight, seeing how good Brooklyn is, it's actually not unreasonable. I respect it too. Like, I, I get it. Like, I don't know if you – I would say respect is the right word, but I understand it. Yeah. Um, But – I think if I were Houston, I would have traded him for Ben Simmons. If if he would have gone to Philly and yep. played with Embiid and, and some of the guys they have over there, like, you know, all the picks they got are great, but you never know if those are just going to be four straight years of, you know, the 24th, 25th over. Um, yeah. This is why I leave this stuff to you because, like, you're, you're really good with, like, the contracts and, like, the trading and everything. Um, 
And like that's why I, like I'll always check for you with it when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, like it was interesting that the Bulls the Bulls got Vucevic mm-hmm. because they're really not even a competing team. They're kind of like hanging around on the bottom of the. You know, but, but that's what makes it frustrating as a Celtics fan because we have such a good team. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to say we have a great team because we're sucking ass this year, but like right. we have a talented roster. And I think the addition of a guy like Vucevic could really push us over the top. Mm-hmm. And I said, and this is the last NBA point I wanted to make before we move on to football, but I said that as a long time, Marcus Smart is probably. Besides Isaiah Thomas and Jason Tatum, my favorite Celtic that I've yeah. supported for so long. I mean, he's the epitome of the Celtics Hall of Fame guy, like the ultimate team player, like the Celtic through and through and through. But like, you know, we have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at these peaks that you never know how long these things last. Right. They're playing at the top of the league. And we had a chance possibly to make a deal for an all-star NBA center. And, you know, now Rob Williams becomes an elite bench player and, you know, Tice probably gets moved in the deal. You know, something like Tice Smart and two firsts probably gets it done for Vucevic, who went for two firsts. I think Wendell Carter and Otto Porter. Yep. So, you know. Did you see the thing about uh, Wendell Carter, like, making $128 in, like, eight years? And he's made more than everyone except the top 10 NFL earners. (laughs) Like that's the mon that the money in the NBA is is really interesting and like I I distinctly remember I think it was like eight years ago no maybe it was it was like six years ago when, when, whenever like the first um Mike Conley like extension went out where he you know when he like that that one year he was like the the highest paid player in the league that yeah was, <laughs> that was when like the big like the big nba like super maxes started coming out and like i remember like nfl players were like hey i picked the wrong sport like, like the, these dudes are making absurd money <laughs> um i i think it's gonna be interesting i know like the the lakers but have both ad and lebron hurt the Celtics are probably looking at a play-in game um right now obviously the nets are just signed lamarcus aldridge like they're they're looking hot um oh i don't think i like oh. that trade for them the, the aldridge trade like the aldridge sign I... Meh. they said he's gonna play I, I guess he agreed to play some center which is good yeah i mean they're just kind of getting as many guys as they can you know they just have a bunch of weird options i mean how much help does kd need no, i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah that's that's the prevailing I, I don't know i i i like the uh I, I like what the Nets have going on. I do. I, I just, I was surprised about that one because just because of like the, like Aldridge has spent so many years playing that share ball with, with the Spurs. It's going to be interesting to see him like meld, like meld with maybe, he'll, maybe it'll fit it in because like Kyrie's going to, and like Katie are going to need the ball. Um, But, uh, so I did want to bring up a little, little music talk, uh, We'll get to our state rappers a little later, but um, have you guys had a chance to listen to like Dumb and Dumber Two? Or I know Jarrett, you you brought up Rod Wave, the the new album. I haven't had, I haven't listened to uh, listened to it yet. James, you listen to either one of them? I listened to a little bit of Rod Waves. I haven't really listened to a lot of the stuff that came out Friday. The Rod I listen- Wave I thought was good. It's just my thing with Rod Wave is that a lot of the songs kind of sound a little bit the same. Okay, yeah. Do you like Do you like Dumb and Dumber? 
I liked I, it so far. I like Dumb and Dumber too. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really good. Uh, it's the guy re- that makes those beats is so good. Who is it? Uh, they mentioned it, for... it in the album description. Um, they 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 actually that's the only reason I brought it up is because when I was reading the album description, it was like, you know, this dude somehow ended up making like a, you know twelve different trunk rattling beats, and they all sound different. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. No, like it sounds like. That's one of those albums you got to listen to in the car, like instead of listening to it on, on the headphones. Just like, yeah, I, I put it on today because it was band so nice. plays the producer, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, well, respect to him because it's a phenomenal album. <laughs> you heard the whole thing? Yeah. It's like 20, how many songs is it? It's like, a, well, I haven't made it all the way through yet. I just, I love like, yeah, like I said, it, it was nice out today. I love putting on like that, like that kind of sound of music and just, drive um i think they they just did it like a like a great job like it's it's different Mem- like memphis rap is just phenomenal like i, I don't know how like key glocks uh flow is impeccable and yeah, he's very good and uh dolph is always good um I haven't really listened to them before it's too much. Like, I heard some of this stuff here and there, but like, this is the first time that... I like Rod Wave, uh, kind of switching to the other album. Like, I like Rod Wave. I haven't listened to the new thing yet. Um, I I always go to him for my, my sad boy shit, though, so... Really? I'm looking... Yeah, I'm glad that it's a full sad album, because sometimes it gets a little angry, and like I, I told Jared, I, I go elsewhere for my angry music, like... <laughs> Who who's an artist you really want to drop? You want to hear drop this summer, regardless if they said it or not. But this someone summer, yeah. Uh, like just just I like mean, what's an album you need this summer for the? It would be great if Drake dropped this summer. Like, um, I don't know. I'm always looking for an Uzi. Uzi, it's been a one. when was the last time he dropped? It's been like a year. year. Eternal yeah. Take was what twenty. 20, like early 2020, like January 2020. No, it was a year ago, the first day of quarantine, March 3rd. Yeah, I remember actually where I was, like driving when that dropped. <laughs> you want to know where I was? I was in that room over there, leaning over my laptop because I didn't have like a desk yet. Because I was, I was the first person in Rhode Island, like working from home. <laughs> oh. September just, like, 3rd. Oh no no no, March 6th, 2020. <laughs> Yeah, that album is just so good front to back. It's like unbelievable. He doesn't like it though, right? Like he doesn't. Didn't he come out and say he didn't like it? Like oh, the... who knows? He, yeah, he said Mind it's not his. Uzi. He said it's not his best work, and then now he's working on. I think he was, he was still like locked in, right, to this contract. Listen, like, I don't yeah. doubt that Uzi's got better stuff on the way. Like I think that oh, yeah. he has a high ass ceiling. Like you know what's crazy is like, you know, I I really have been enjoying going back and listening to the. To the him and future stuff, especially mm-hmm. even those two little singles they dropped, mm-hmm. you know, Paddock and the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, Uzi really fucking keeps up with future on those songs. Like, future is like, I, I, I had a weird, I don't even know if this is a weird analogy, but I was thinking about it because uh, I heard the the new Moneybag Yo feature with mm-hmm. uh, future, feature with future, say that five times fast on the podcast <laughs> while you're drinking. Um, 
But uh, like I, I thought the future is kind of like LeBron, like in the sense that he's so great that mm-hmm. when rappers get on a feature with him, they really bring their best. Like oh, they yeah. straighten up, they stay, they straighten up their back. They're like doing a little bit of singing. Like Money Bag Yo <laughs> sounded really sharp on the feature today. I was like, you know, it's kind of like LeBron with Dwight Howard. Like my uh, when you're on a track with LeBron, you're bringing your best stuff. My like analogy for uh, Pluto Baby Pluto was uh. Magic and Kareem on the Lakers. <laughs> Cause Dude, like Uzi is yeah, honestly Uzi and Magic is a good comparison because they're just otherworldly, uh, alien like d- drinking and smoking. I know it's like the the feature song on the album, but like that's my like I am zooted out of my mind and like <laughs> I'm just like laying in bed and I put that song on and I'm I'm just sitting there like vibing. It's such a good song. It's there's, sad. There's a lot of it's really melodic. good songs. Oh, it's so good. They and, they oh, got a lot of good beats there. What was the Uzi the, the Uzi solo song? Um Lullaby. Yeah. Lullaby. Great. I oh I there, there's a moment of clarity I think is such a great great outro song. Um, Sleeping on the floor, great song. Stripes like Burberry. Oh, but the whole thing is amazing. Um, Bought a bad bitch, I think, is like. Bought a bad honestly, bitch is really good. Like, like bought a bad bitch is one of those songs. Like the first time you hear it, you're like, oh, okay, like, that's different sounding. <laughs> but like when you really just like listen to it like the thirtieth time, you're like, there's not like two milliseconds of this song that is unenjoyable to experience. Marnie, on, Marnie on me. Marnie on me. Exactly, dude. It's just like. Like from start to finish, smooth as hell. Ah, uh, it's so good. I like that's the future. Actually, let me change my answer. Future is due for a motherfucking album soon. When was the last yeah. time you dropped? Like a few years, right? Pluto baby Pluto, and then before that was uh, like a solo last year. Album. Last year was uh the little um the the little EP that had uh, shotgun and no he, Xanax he damage. He put out a uh, high on life back in 2020. Oh, right, 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 right. I Let's forgot see. that. That's a good album. That was a good full album. Uh, Too Comfortable and Tycoon are my, my, uh, Trillionaire. Uh, my, Trillionaire, Trillionaire, sir. Yeah, I, I can't, yeah, can't hate on I that one. I got so hot on my mind. I don't really go see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, and the trap, the opening, Trapped in the Sun. Oh my God, it's such yeah. a good song. Um, oh, Future's, Future's great. The hot take. Future is very good. <laughs> Future is, a, you know, I think he's got a chance in this rap game. That's what I'm going to so, say. Some would say, yeah. Um, James, you listen to anything? I, know you, I always go to James for, like, my, like, for, like, non-known music artists. because The bad stuff, yeah. James is a good <laughs> plug for the bad music. Bad music, yeah. Whenever. <laughs> Just to remind yourself that you have good taste. Yeah. No, I, I, I always go to James for like random shit because he'll find like like these these like. Uh, I mean, I could put some stuff that I have on my library. I listen to I listen to Wizkid's album recently. Wizkid, yeah, he did a did he a, either produce or feature on a Drake song, a Drake single. Yeah, yeah, he had he had like a really big song with Drake. I forgot what it was. What oh, it was very good. It was very like summer vibey. I remember it came out one summer and I was like, one day. Oh my! Oh yeah, yeah that, that that tiny song. <laughs> and yeah. then what else? Let me see. Uh, I, I I'm listening to. If you want to look him up, his name is Central C. He's from he's from London. So I actually had an interesting. I don't know if because you're 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 really good for underground artists, which I love because 
you know, I feel like that's like where the most like really high quality music, like people who are, you know, because like when you go that's to what famous, they're waiting for, you know what I mean? They're waiting. Well, for it's them. like you go to famous rappers, like their earliest stuff is always the best because they're up and coming artists trying to make it big. So they're, you know, putting their heart and soul into everything. That's kind of like what the underground scene is like, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can give you, if you want to, another good album to check out. I was listening to this like a couple of weeks ago, last week. I don't know when it came out, but it's ESTG. I don't know if it's, I don't know how he pronounces it, but it's E-S-T space G-E-E. And then it's, uh, the album's I Don't Still, I Still Don't Feel None, like N-U-N. Cool. Unless he's talking about a nun, I don't know if that's like a religious innuendo or something. You've been praying I have my hand on your hand, but you can't feel me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you, do you, you know, you'd probably so. like that one. You'd probably like that one. I'll look those up. Those sound good. Um. I don't know if you know this guy because actually this guy is not even really that underground, but Quadeca. Quadeca, nah, I never heard of him. So he had this one song that Kendra actually showed me like way back in college, which was called Benz, which was like this like kind of like like trippy rap, sort of like very low key. Like you could almost tell like it was produced pretty solidly, but you could tell that it was kind of like a low production kind of like you know early on this guy's career. But um, one of my buddies who's actually a fantastic artist, um, I I have to shout him out later. But I want to make sure I get his correct artist name, so yeah, I, yeah. I won't do it yet. <laughs> but uh, he 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 turned me on to some of his new stuff, Quadeca, and it's very like interestingly produced, like futuristic sounding, like introspective rap, like very mm. very interesting to look up. And he's not quite big yet, so it might be a uh, might be It'd able be to tight. get in on the ground floor. Text text me his name because I feel like that's probably spelled. I don't know how to spell that. Yeah. Spell my head. And then. Oh, sorry. You go for yeah. Yeah. Go. No, I was just gonna say because one of the big things in it, big things is is I usually listen to like a lot of R and B, too, mm-hmm. and like a lot of singing stuff. And I I don't know if you guys really listen to like a lot of R and B. I don't. I'm not too I sure. love singing music. But I, I can send you some of that stuff too. That that's usually what I play most of the time. Like I, I prefer a song that I can really like. James finds so. like the best music for like random things. Like we were in uh we were in New Hampshire last summer and like we were I was like like super hammered and he just like put on like K pop and I was like but oh. he picked like he picked like good ones. I was like, this is like not just that bad. Like, no, honestly, there's some there's some good sounding ones, but I, I, I know I know Korean too, just like as the fun fact. So when I listen to it, I'm like usually singing it. I did not know you knew Korean. <laughs> Well, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Like when I'm in the car, I love to one, I love to sing in the car, and two, I love to sing in Korean. That's my two biggest things. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm a little I'm built different, so I I pick several languages. But, oh, another good artist to check uh, out is Cap G. Remember where I showed you? That was James, oh hell yeah! James put me on a Cap G, and I I marvelous day featuring I'm surprised Uzi. he's not. I'm surprised he's not like you know more. Atlanta, Atlanta people know him really well. Like I, yeah. I had like tried. I played a couple of his songs in like the Discord that I'm in, and they people like people knew him. Um, someone someone else uh, on the Discord put me on to uh, Duke Deuce. Duke oh Duke. yeah, so I'm good. Dead. Oh my god, you don't have to watch. Yeah, yeah. Have you watched the music video? It's so yeah. <laughs> it's like the he. I'm surprised like how he can dance because he's like he's a hefty dude. And yeah, he can he's dance, like. He's wildly talented, like absurdly talented. He did like a worm and like shot up. I was like, how "Oh the my fuck god, did he do that!" So I, I did. Uh, I love like the, his most recent most recent album is uh, Duke Nukem, and it's like top to bottom, it's phenomenal. Like, 
you want to like drive recklessly, uh, don't do it. Uh, listeners, we are a safe driving podcast. Um, but if you, if <laughs> you want to drive recklessly, put a little Duke Nukem on and it'll help. I had asked when I was driving back from Jarrett's the last time, I had asked the Discord, I was like, I need an album. Cause I want to drive. I'm I'm gonna drive fast because his you know side roads around Jarrett's house are absurdly fun to drive down. So you admit um, to speeding? A little bit, uh, not not too oh. much. Just you know like 30, 30, 40 miles an hour above the speed limit. Oh okay um, okay. Yeah, not bad. Wait wait wait. And, wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and someone was like, "Go just go listen to Duke Nukem." I put it on, and I was like, "Oh no 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 no!" <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drive atrociously on this uh, with this song on. Um, well, so good. I have a I have a little thing that we could possibly tra- transition to there before please. we circle back to sports. Please, please. Um, you know, so as as this the weather's been getting nicer, I've been we don't we don't transition in this in this podcast. We just like switch. <laughs> we announce topics. a transition. Yeah. <laughs> we got something else to talk about. Sorry. And then we use the word transition just to make it sound nice. <laughs> sound professional. Yeah. Uh you know, so like the weather's been getting nicer. Oh I've been I've been oh, I know it's the worst. Yeah. I hate the sun. I wish it would explode. <laughs> um it's all got, over it, us. It, it will eventually. Thank God. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been trying to scheme up some some backyard some backyard plans because you know, our backyard is really kind of a you know, an open slate right now. Mm-hmm. And because we live, you know, an hour away from all of our family and friends, mm-hmm. my thought process is I want to make our backyard like the spot that everybody loves to hang out. That's like all super right. nice and like great vibe so that everyone will want to come and hang out there so otherwise no one would want to come so, you, so you're gonna yeah it's <laughs> all i got man imagine no, imagine you're like you're like hey you want to come out this week and they're like are you gonna have the back absolutely <laughs> and they're like oh, okay yeah, yeah i'm free i'm free i'm free <laughs> just let me know when the backyard's done man are you gonna put like a like a mud pit in so we can do uh mud mud wrestling well, this, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking of doing a quicksand pit so that people can, you know, experience you, quicksand. Do you ever think about like when you were a kid and like the amount of cartoons and TV shows that made you think you'd have to experience quicksand? Like, you never know po- though. At some point in your uh, life, yeah. like, <laughs> like it's just around everywhere. We will never experience quicksand. I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't say that. Ever. You, you, you want to travel, right? At some point. I'm not going to quicksand places. I don't. <laughs> what are what are the quicksand places? That that's Jared's like big thing with his backyard. He has like a little quicksand pit. Just I to, feel <laughs> everyone fucking loves it. They're like, dude, it's so much fun to get sucked into quicksand. I had no idea. It's like kind of tingly. Hold up, no, I'm just <laughs> dude, um, we'll cut that. No, I'm leaving that. In. Um, I always feel like I always just like assume quicksand is one of those things where it's like they tell you not to leave the trail and people leave the trail and like you know they, they fall in the quicksand like that guy who died at like uh yosemite because he was like uh they were like don't leave the trail like you know there's hot places and then he left to take pictures then he fell on like the like the volcano and died like like uh, that's always what i've assumed quicksand is <laughs> yeah well, I'm, I, you know, so we sort of have like two small, like really only separated by like a little, you know, maybe six inches. It's a weird like, switch from quicksand. 
Yeah, a little. I was start. I was talking about the backyard start. Fucking sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's like. You know, it's like it's like one level of backyard for yeah. a solid amount, and then it's like a little like six inch kind of drop off, and then it's another level, which is interesting, yeah. right? So uh, the bottom level is definitely going to be reserved for cornhole because it's a great cornhole size. I forget how is much it, you guys like cornhole. You you have a good it's land. You have a good piece of land though, so we could do a little uh, a little, well, a little tackle little, football. Little oh squatting. yeah. So my the thing that little, thinking, what James what what did James say? A little squab a squeef. <laughs> nah, so we could be like little squatters and just Squ- you know. <laughs> just, sit just, there. just have a tent out my backyard. That's fine. <laughs> the, the, the text, the IRS won't find out unless they listen to this podcast. The one listener we have is the IRS. God damn it, we got played from the start. No, that's pretty cool. You had to send a picture of the little uh, six inch drop off. Well, so it's <laughs> really not much. I know. It's, it's, really just a, it's, it's just land. But what I'm thinking of doing, basically, so I've been kind of drafting up this little um, little renovation plan. Um, not like like too much, really. But yeah, basically, I want to like level off the top layer, like make it like super flat. Mm-hmm. And um, there's like a little. So right when you walk out from the back door, there's a little brick walk out maybe like six you know six or seven feet by six or six mm. feet by eight feet or something like that i, ho- I hope know, the like, listeners are taking notes because they're gonna find them i'm just gonna they're, they're like <laughs> all right I, I i knew that but um but like the bricks are kind of like like messed up and like okay y- yeah. you know what i want to do is like rooted up and stuff like that the, yes yeah. remove all the bricks and basically make like you know, right up against the house, like a little, you know, maybe like eight feet outwards and like, you know, 30 feet against the house, like a, like a nice little patio area, like get those paving stones Mm -hmm. so that you could have like a nice little patio set on there, like put the grill on there, like kind of further away from the house, like towards the edge of it, like a place where you could walk on, like put like some drink buckets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So like, that's not like a crazy big project. But like something that I think would make it more, you know, like right, not, not party friendly, but I think know. like that's like the the like the I hate to say easy because like the yard work is hard, but like it's it's I think not like the, high intensity. No, like all you need is like a like a tiller to kind of like yes, drop up the land, and then like the, uh, you can rent those like the pile driver to kind of just like level everything out. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Which we actually uh, we did by the fire pit. Like that's you know like how it has like the we have like those. The patio bricks, like in the fire pit area at my yeah. house, like that's what we did. Was we just, you know, packed dirt in and like you you pound it down, like it, it becomes level, and then yeah. You know. Well, maybe maybe we'll have to have a, have a chat with your father and 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 ask him how the because because I mean like how to do the backyard, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean like like and and the other thing too is my brother is gonna be out of school because he's a junior. He's out like in May, Ugh. and he was basically like. Yo, he's like, Jared, need any help? Like, doing it? Like, he what wants to, like, he, yeah, he put wants that like, lazy I know, fucking work. asshole. <laughs> he was like, he was like, has Jared painted anything? Because my whole house, yeah, we still have to paint everything. <laughs> he was like, has Jared painted? Like, I'm down to like come over and like do some manual labor. And I was like, <laughs> good to know, but you don't work. What the fuck are you doing for free? <laughs> no, I know. He's because he's still 20, so he's gonna be like, yeah, will you buy me a case of beer? I'll be like, yeah, sure. You fucking You're gonna loser. extort him for like 60 hours a week. <laughs> for like what? Well, yeah, for like one six pack. <laughs> well, the, the, the painting thing is weird because like 
you know, everything is, is awful. Painting but is like, terrible. it's not even like we have, we haven't like, you know, we've had time on the weekends. Like we've done some yeah. small projects, but like we definitely have had the time to like make a day to paint. Oh, you know what the worst no. thing is? Is the painting? commercials for painting? Like they make they make home painting look so easy. They the make it look it sucks. Simple. No, it's it, 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 it's a, it's a process. But weirdly, like it's I, I sort of got it's not even because I've painted many many a room because we painted the downstairs area where Kendra lived before we moved. Right. We painted the whole. It was a big area. We painted all of it like before, like a year before we left. Um, it's not even really that, but like. We just haven't had the motivation, not even the motivation, but like we didn't have the desire to change it from gray yet. Like I barely <laughs> notice it. Like I keep being like, oh yeah, like I guess I could like pick a color and make the bedroom like like navy blue or I don't even know oh, what color think, I would make you it. Think, like I have no idea. You think pick like everyone thinks picking a color is easy until they, these motherfuckers <laughs> show you like sleeves of oh, wait the a minute. same color. And I have like, to... <laughs> I I have to I this is this might even be a longer tangent. I have mentioned this to you guys before, but I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast. It, it might be a while. <laughs> but I do not the, no. the hardest part about picking colors for rooms for me is I don't have a favorite color. Oh you know, what? what? You know I do not color? identify with a favorite color, no. Okay, but even if I have a favorite color, I wouldn't paint my room red. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is that? that but, but like I'm we saying have, we have two very important points to make here. <laughs> well, okay, yes, I agree that you wouldn't paint like like if your favorite color is green, you're not gonna paint your room green. But yeah, like, like my favorite color is green. My room is like brown. Like I don't no, know. I, I get that. I understand. But like but like I'm saying in general, my relationship with colors is complicated because when we were all growing up. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, like, my favorite color is green. My favorite color is red. My favorite color is blue. And for a while, I lied and said green because my favorite, my parents' favorite color was green. But really, the truth was, at the end of the day, I did not have a favorite color. I did Jared, not- said, Jared said, while y'all were picking favorite colors, I was working, my guy. No, it was, just, <laughs> it was important. To, it was an important part of my identity also, that I did, not, stop. I, I did not identify with a favorite color. Like... Imagine him as like a five-year-old saying that. Everyone's like, I like pink. I like blue. Jared's like, I'm unidentified. Yo, I hit the stops. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's not that I'm too good for favorite colors. It's just that like That's I don't actually- want to lie about it. Like, I feel like me lying about my favorite color so, is taking away I from feel the like, people who truly do have favorite colors. I feel like having a favorite color and not having one is like the people who like have like the inner thought and like the people who don't. Like, there are people who don't like I'm changing the topic, but like, there are people who don't have that like sound when you t- like. You know when you think, I, maybe you guys don't, but like, when you're thinking, <laughs> I don't. You're, you're thinking, and you can like hear yourself in your head. Hello, like the, hello, the, in, hello. the 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 <laughs> the inner dialogue. Like, people don't have that. That's crazy to me. I spend yeah. hours talking to myself, like in my head. That's but, just uh, sad. Let's get back to colors, man. This is just <laughs> James is like, please, football, basketball, anything. <laughs> but no, James, I want to. James is like, I won't even talk. Just, just change this out of this sad. No, shit. but but I, what I'm what I'm curious to ask real quick is, do you look at like colors and you're like, oh, that's a nice color. Do you have that moment? Yeah, like, or do you just like, fuck this color? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, if I'm not, you're like, I'm, I just want to make money right now. I don't really care to, to. Well, like, for like, so 
for instance, like I, I I use Reddit every so often. I'm not like a redditor, I would not say, but like you know, I I, I subscribe to like five or six Reddits on my feed. Like it's he's a very lear- a learned man. Yeah, it's it's yeah. no, I'm not learned at all. I, it's a very <laughs> limited Reddit feed. I don't want to make it seem like I'm a Reddit you know crusader, but you know I have a couple where it's just like really satisfying images like nice like sunsets and stuff like cool colors like that and when i see something like that i'm like oh yeah like that's like a nice looking like a nice looking color scheme like my background (laughs) on my phone's like some nice some nice colors but like you know i i I wouldn't take a color from one of those things and be like oh yeah let's paint the Uh, i'm just imagining imagine imagine instead of going with the specific (laughs) color you just do like a whole painting on every wall I, I have to become like a home famous bureau. artist they, to decorate my house. They hand him, <laughs> they hand him, it's like the splotch thing where it's like the different variants of each color. Joe's like, can I just get this? Like, can I, can I just get like the rows of color? Man, speaking about um, transition, transition. Yeah, where where are we going? <laughs> we we're gonna talk about the NFL and good Got a practice football here little uh trading yeah so the patriots uh did a thing and it's several things oh actually i gotta go wait i gotta go to transition my grandfather is is a he did painting as his career and he actually painted (laughs) gillette he painted gillette stadium oh shit yeah that's a great transition and and then he he actually worked you know like the big like uh whatever it looks like the the plane towers the airport tower there's like yeah 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 yeah, he he painted that thing like on a chair and he was yeah, anyway, so speaking about Hell. Gillette, we go to Gillette's how do, Patriots. How do we not know this? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a painter. It's not like the most gratifying. No, that's an awesome movie. story. That's a, yeah. Painting's yeah. hard as shit. But he worked on it back when it first opened. I don't even know when they opened Gillette. But uh, I think 90s? Was, no, Gillette's, Gillette got big in like the early 2000s. But um, yeah. so like I said, the Patriots did a thing. Yep. A lot, or as Jarrett said, a lot of things and just spent money. Like they they went 30, 40 years without spending money and then they spent money. Yep. So to summarize quickly, they added via trade or free agency 13 new players. And it looks like that's for a total of. 106, 120, like at least $200 million. Tell I get a guy like ringing them up after, after like doing all these trades. Yeah, I'm actually bringing the Patriots out at the register right now. Debit or credit. And then craft is like 50 million, 56. Craft hands you the black card. Yeah. He's like half, half, like cap. I actually have a gift card for 25 million off a free agency I'm going to use first before my debit. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I would, I would like to issue a formal apology to my good pal, Jarrett, here. Because. First time. It's a, it's a little, yeah, horns are necessary because I don't apologize. Um, I, no, I, I want to apologize because I was on the train of Patriots should kind of pack it up. You know, move on to the next era, give it up. We we had a great run, move on. Um, Jarrett was not, and I kind of we we got in a heated debate about it. The Cam Newton thing? I, no, 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 not Cam, but like oh, just uh, 
just like the, you know, Brady left, like Belichick's getting older, like the era was kind of coming to its it, it its eventual end. Um, but where I don't think the NFC, uh, AFC East is a definite for anyone anymore. I I, I didn't think it was the Patriots for this this upcoming year, but we are looking good <laughs> we are looking real good and it's interesting really? at least yeah Cam is the quarterback right i haven't really followed much cam, of cam is so, still our qb i can give us a, a, a real quick uh yeah go ahead you, yeah you, know, you are you are the pro. uh the pro yeah please go so you know the what it really boils down to is yes cam is still the quarterback but his deal is structured such that his base contract is really only $5 million, which really suggests that they're leaving the possibility of another quarterback joining. I, um, I, so I, don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm, not sure. I'm praying. And I, I, maybe this is a hot take. I'm praying it's not fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm so, so glad. I, that, yeah, is all the validation I needed. Because well, it's it's not impressive. Like, you know, the 49ers, and, and the thing that people are still kind of frisky about is the fact that he was the quarterback yeah. for that 49ers team that went to the Super Bowl and lost. And they were a great team in, in the, you know, the hot they take They were a opinion. great team. That's the That's the thing. And, <laughs> yeah. and the hot take opinion, like, on the other side, on the flip side, is that they won in spite of Jimmy G, which I would say is a little bit of a stretch. But Jimmy G was certainly not carrying them. I mean, there was games no. where he yeah. had, like, you good know, like game. Barely, good games. He, yeah. He barely had double digit completions, you know, in, in playoff wins, right. which is great. But they had a very unique team. It was centered around the defense. They had a yep. great running game. Jimmy G was a game manager, which is fine, but good receiving core, too. Like, it, he was, he wasn't he, the missing piece on that team to win the Super Bowl was the quarterback. Mm. Like, I, yeah, I, they, they, they could have won the Super Bowl yeah. if they had a, and, and, and that's the thing. And now I think it gets complicated because the biggest move of the offseason so far has been the 49ers trading up to the third pick, which that's... has major ramifications for the NFL. The biggest, which being this basically, you know, especially because of all the Deshaun Watson news, yep. um, it, you know, he's really kind of been taken out of all these trade, you know, situations. Um, that we're, basically we're solidifies gonna, the. We're also not going to comment on the the watson shit like yeah well it's it, we're, we're, we're a fun podcast that's yeah. not a fun topic yeah. but um yeah. i just want to make sure we we said that yeah we're not, yeah well the jets the jets are basically gonna move forward with yeah, zach the, wilson the, i think they the what jets? uh so, so the jets have the second pick in the draft i think um yes and who do they pick what, up you know what's tragic for i hate to say anything tragic for jacksonville because i'll answer that james go ahead Ethan. jacksonville is tragic um, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's tragic. They didn't keep the defense because they're, they're about to get Trevor Lawrence and like, they yeah, could, well that wasn't there. They, they had no, they had no say. Oh in yeah, keeping yeah. Yeah. Like, Jalen Ramsey and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, but, but it, it, it's tough because I hate like football. It's very strategic. And like one guy doesn't usually make the difference, but like, they're looking at like, what what it was in high school called the Peyton Manning who can run like yeah but here's the thing 
the Jaguars, you know, the reason why Jalen Ramsey and some other players have left that organization is because the Jaguars are infamously inept as yeah, a, oh yeah, as a football club. So yeah. you know, Trevor's awesome. As I gotta say, it, as awful as it sounds, I'm glad he's going to Jacksonville instead of the Jets. Oh yeah, big like, time, not oh. in our division. But I mean, honestly, I I have that. fears I just, that I have fears that Trevor is gonna struggle in Jacksonville because I think that, and it's not because of him. I think that Urban Meyer is going to be a failure. I think that college coaches like him who come from this, you know, well-established program where they are the gods of, you know, wherever the hell he came from. It's a different level of respect. Like they, you can't treat college players like you treat NFL players because guess what? The NFL players are making four times as much as you're making, even though you're making a bazillion dollars compared to coaches. What do you, you know, when you get into an argument with the, you know, the right end that's making, you know, twenty million dollars a year, you yeah. can tell you to fuck yourself. It's not the, like some some Trevor Lawrence who's fighting to keep his scholarship. You know I what know, I mean? I know they they uh, they reneged on like the when Cam Newton got drafted. Like that was like the first year they they brought down like the number one pick salary where it was like you know you were guaranteed sixty million dollars, whatever. But like mm. you're like you're going like, when you're a coach in the co- in in college. You're making five, six, ten million dollars a year. Like, but you're also the god. You're the recruiter. No, no, no. You're so what everything. I'm, what I'm saying is like you're making money, like money. Oh money. yeah, the, and, more than anybody even. Oh yeah, over there. and no one else is making money. Then you go to the NFL, and your rookie QB still might be making more money than you. Correct. Like, uh, and that's the thing. Like Urban Meyer is not. You, you know these college players. They're not getting, you know, even if they get a little like, cheeky money, it's usually money to like take care of their families. Yeah. Like my mom is like broke and needs to right. pay her rent. Like that's the underground deals are getting made. You know, now you're talking to a QB that's making five million a year. You're right. Like, and he's uh, like, hey, listen, yeah, like, man, John Harbaugh. I'm good. John Harbaugh made the Super Bowl with the 49ers, but like after that, it was. He went yeah. back to college. Like it, it's he, it's it's tough for me. I I, I hope that Trevor d- defies that kind of like Joe Burrow is defying the Bengals organization in a similar way because they were also a shit show. I pray mm-hmm. Joe Burrow but, comes back from that injury, man. He was so electric to yeah. watch. I hope so too um, because I have T Higgins and I paid a lot of money for him. <laughs> T Higgins is he was the real deal. But uh, so so back to the Patriots. I will yeah, summarize. Yeah. So their offseason was they re-signed Cam Newton, cheap deal. Uh, they brought in some big names in free agency. The biggest thing that they did realistically is get, you know, they got not only the top tight end mm-hmm. tr- uh, free agent target, I'm but so excited about John. They got oh. the top two. It? They got Smith. the top two free agent tight ends: Johnu Smith from the Titans and Hunter Henry from the Chargers. Can I, I, I'm gonna interrupt. Can I interrupt you just real quick? Because yeah, please. Not as like a New England. I, I can be like a crazy Boston fan, but like people were sh- even after the the Janu signing, the, the the both tight end signings, people were like, "Oh, the Patriots like that their receivers are tight ends." Like that's where we play our best game. Like, yeah, well, that's that's what I was kind of trying to get into. Like, sorry, so they yeah, come clearly- on, man. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that, but like they're clearly going for a very specific offensive look, which I think is smart because you know, especially now looking at this 49ers trade, the 49ers trading up to three means they're going to take a quarterback at three. 
they're not trading up to three to take anybody other than that. They traded two first round picks and right. more. So they're taking a quarterback. I think you're actually going to probably see five quarterbacks go in the first 10 picks, oh, yeah. which is crazy and unprecedented. But, you know, the Jaguars are going to take Trevor Lawrence. That's guaranteed. The Jets are going to take Zach Wilson, um, which Fields I goes, still. Fields goes three or. Well, that's the thing. It's it's debatable whether or not the 49ers are going to take Fields or Lance because they both kind of fit the Kyle Shanahan. He yeah. loves having a running quarterback like he did when he had Kaepernick. Um, it, it works with their their weird running scheme. They're right. a weird team, too. They're very um, weird, yeah. And either of those quarterbacks would be really good. Trey Lance is a fascinating prospect, but he's kind of more rough around the edges versus Fields, who has had the pedigree, you know, high-profile experience that, you know, people can right. kind of turn to. So, but, um, go so ahead, that, they're not trying to keep Cam at all as, like, the main quarterback? That's just I, actually, I think I think I they an are. And I, I have an interesting uh, – thought about that the tight end deals i think were an idea behind keeping cam like it was it's for a cam centric offense yeah yeah well that's the thing because cam cam is not a long downfield passing quarterback and they made two wide receiver signings nelson aguilar and kendrick Bourne, neither of which are really any of the premier wide receiver targets but both very solid players which makes me think because they signed two, so the benefit of signing two big name tight ends is that mm. you can run these packages where you have two tight ends, which basically makes your line of scrimmage instead of just being five offensive linemen. <laughs> now you have five offensive linemen and one tight end on either side. So now your line goes from five to seven. Mm-hmm. So because Cam is a running quarterback, Cam only wants to run the ball or pass it off short. When you have yeah. these big tight ends, you're able to run the ball much better because instead of having five pass blockers, you have seven, which yeah. is a huge thing. So now you're making the defense do something they're not comfortable with and saying, change your personnel, take the cornerbacks off the field. Now you need more pass rushers because we're just going to stack our line and run the ball a thousand times until you prove yeah. you can stop us. And then when you do prove you can stop us, now we're going to run the very same formation with two tight ends on either side, but it's going to be the play action pass. And now, you know, Cam Newton doesn't need to throw the ball a thousand yards down the field, but Mm -hmm. when you've run the ball so many times, now these tight ends who have been blocking John Smith and Hunter Henry, who are both pretty solid blocking tight ends. Now they leak out for a little pass. The defense is so ready for the run. They're totally not ready for it. And now it's like this, you know, big, big giant play that breaks down. So it's, it's interesting. They're really kind of focusing the offense around, you know, a a cam kind of player. Yeah. And And, do you think cam can get the most out of, out of the team? I'll let Jared give his Uh, point. And I, (laughs) I am well, I'm open to cam criticisms. Obviously like I, you know, he last year was abysmal. Um, I'm a big, the least (laughs) I'm a big, (laughs) I'm a really big Cam fan in general, but like, I want him to do good too. Honestly, when I first yeah, like, heard you going, I want him to succeed, and I I think like obviously, Jared, you can you can attest to this. Like, Bill has the utmost respect for. Cam oh well, that's like, the thing. It's like you have respect for him for what he's done in his career, which again is something that doesn't help us this year. You have respect but, for the kind of legacy he's built, right? Which again doesn't help us this year. But we're and, also looking at. <laughs> A full off season, like yes, true. Cam, no COVID, because Cam. Right. And again, we were doing a lot better last year before 
Cam's, you know, not only did the Patriots get hit with COVID, but Cam caught got COVID. it. Yeah, yeah, like, caught COVID, and 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 also, the the longer it's gone on, unfortunately, even guys like Jason Tatum, who you know, I mean, Cam Newton's a fantastic athlete, but Jason Tatum's even younger. He might even be a better athlete. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Tatum yeah, yeah. has oh. said. Getting oh, no, COVID. That's not a hot take. <laughs> that's not Tatum, a hot take at all. You know, basketball players are incredible athletes. Tatum yeah. said getting COVID has really truly impacted his ability to, you know, like run for a long time. It's breathe. wild. Like that it's, people, it's, people were just like, oh, not even Campbell, like other NFL players, like, oh, why are they so bad for a couple? Because they have like a lung destroying. Yeah. Like, and, like, and they're like, and Cam's like, oh yeah, I'll be back next week. Like I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? And. And, and it's tough. I, I think that I think that, that definitely derailed the season last year. Yeah. But also, you know, I think that, you know, six weeks after that, realistically, and, you still had Cam not right. able to throw, you know, 15 I, yards downfield. I think a full off season with, with the OTAs and... I hope so. I, I think we're looking at a, a, a better... I've, I will never say like I don't. I think it's we're past the point where Cam's gonna be hitting like the you know, the forty fifty yard pass, you know, sixty yard passes, but um, I I don't want to count him out in the sense of like I, with he's gonna have a real opportunity this year, and we if Cam uh, can get Nikhil, his mechanics, yeah, Nikhil if fucking Cam can Harry get his mechanics was our number together. one, like. And our tight end, uh, the situation at tight end last year at Jerry, you know, like was atrocious. We like, didn't have tight ends last year. Oh my! It, we didn't have wide receivers either. I mean, Jacoby Myers was nice, but I mean, Jacoby big, Myers, big what respect. He should, yeah, what he Jacobi should Myers. be is a good team's wide receiver three. Yeah. Like he's a perfect, you know, slot guy. Jacoby Myers is Julian Edelman in his prime. Yeah, like, and I mean yeah. that's the other thing. I mean, you got Julian Edelman out there, his his old age. I mean, and Nikhil Harris just might be a lost cause. Now you got Aguilar, who had a really good season. I mean, he might be a little yeah. overpaid, but he had a really good season last year with the Rams. Proven that he can do be able to be a wide receiver one. And the biggest thing, and I can't prove this, but I swear, I swear, I've been looking for a statistical quantification of wide receiver run blocking, okay. like run blocking stats for wide receivers, because this is going to be a team that runs the ball a lot. And that's yeah. the thing we haven't mentioned yet. You got Damian Harris, who, you know, Fire. Was one of, he was one of the only bright spots, the Alabama that's running a, back. That's a, that's a dog. Like that man he, is, he's awesome. He's I, I've traded for him in my fantasy leagues. Oh, he so is good. awesome. And they got Sony Michelle still. They have JJ Taylor, who's he's got a lot of pop. And yeah. you know, you never know. And Jay, these we re-signed, like I know he's older now. We re-signed James White, who's pass catching running back. Yep. Like, but like, and we've yeah. been connected even you know, before the James White thing, we were connected to some other running back signs, which makes me think, you know, especially because you got Cam, who, you know, he sucked passing the ball last year. But he was really successful running the ball. He's still a beast, and he can still take on a middle linebacker. It's and it's if, hard to stop a QB who's like six eight. And like yeah, and it just changes. 70. It changes the way that your defense has oh. to be able to run. And now, now that you have more, you know, now that you have more leak out options and yep. more play action options with the tight ends and these guys and better wide receivers, you know, who knows? I think it's got a real chance to be more effective. But um. I'm you know, they also they also got Matthew Judon, who's a big addition to the defense. Yes. 
And uh, despite the sorry, I, I interrupt you, Jimmy. But like, despite the rumors, we got David Andrews back at center, which is awesome on a like, great, great deal. Yes. and we got Trent Brown. So now yes. our offensive line is truly, truly excellent. Like we David, have one of the best offensive lines in the league, which also quietly- supports the run game thing. Like, you know, now Cam and Damian Harris and all these running backs, they're running behind. Trent Brown, Michael Owenwu, who's one of the best rookie offensive linemen that's in the league. That's a big boy. Yeah, that's a big boy. Yeah, David <laughs> Andrews back under center. Shaq Mason, who was a first-round pick, elite offensive lineman. David Andrews is sneaky one of the best centers in the league. Like, dude, He was going to get paid. I, he took a hometown discount, a crazy discount. I, I, it was – that situation was weird. Like, the they said he was leaving, then he came back. Like – but I'm just happy he's back. Like he. Well, I think there's a real thing between like I mean, you got to think like these guys are are real human beings. I mean, they probably yeah. have kids and stuff, and your kids are in schools and stuff, and you know your wife has has we roots and him, your family right? has like, roots. Yeah, he's, he's from... been a patriot his whole life. He's a captain, and yeah. and that's the biggest thing about this team is that all of our captains with the resigning of Newton and David Andrews and James White, now all of our captains are returning. We also uh, mm. we resigned Matt Slater and we got a, a new gunner, right? Like, or we resigned a gunner. Like, I thought uh, Matt's, Matt Slater is still with the team. I thought he yeah. retired or something. No, he he's is? still with the yeah. team. Uh, but we we also got another uh, one of our other special teams guys off the free agent who was re- <laughs> really good. Um, but it, we're looking at a. I don't obviously like we don't have the same the best year Super Bowl like. It depends what we do with the 15 pick because, you know, there's a lot of different directions yeah. it could go. I think that, and I think that San Francisco, so that San Francisco trade, and we can wrap up the football talk this way. The San yeah. Francisco trade really has two meaningful impacts in, in, in these ways. One that now essentially there's a guaranteed top three quarterbacks going now the Falcons are picking up four. The Falcons could certainly take a QB to, you know, if he's not going to be, you know, starting this year, you know, Matt Ryan is 35. So sorry, I just saw the Jason Tatum uh, layup on the, the the fast break there. Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> it's beautiful. I, I'm sneaky watching a little March Madness yeah. myself, but uh, um, it, I think it's going to be a good year. Uh, I'm upset that we we're not looking at. <laughs> this is dumb, but like we uh, we re-signed uh, the kicker from last year. Folk, folk. He he was hit or miss. Um, we got we got Jake Bailey back again for the uh, on the punt game. Um, All pro punter, baby. Yes, sir. I think it really depends what we do with the fifteen pick because, yeah. Yeah. like I was saying, you know, Atlanta could take QB at four. I think that we're going to be out of reach of a QB. I don't think that we're going to trade up at this point. No. Um. So, but you know, at fifteen, you got a chance of taking the third best receiver in the draft, which I, you know, yeah, and. I I know like everyone expects me to say this like I'm cool with letting Cam ride like let's ride let's ride with Cam because we're not getting the number one pick for years. Well, I, I'm better riding with. So what I think realistically is going to happen is we're gonna. So I think that either the Falcons will trade the four pick because the Panthers are looking for a QB too. The Pan- Panthers are looking for a QB because they have Teddy Bridgewater. They pick at eight, so they could very easily trade up from number eight to number four or the Falcons who just take a QB themselves. There's other teams that are looking to get a QB, especially if it's Trey Lance or Justin Fields, depending on who the 49ers take. Right. Um, 
And then you got Mac Jones, who, you know, could be taken by right. the Giants, who maybe are going to give Daniel Jones one more year. My guess I, is that I don't we, think they should. Like, I, I, Daniel Jones sucks. He yeah. sucks. Like, they should not give Daniel Which Jones is why they year. could take Mac Jones at 12, because, should. you know, they were talking about taking Kyle Pitts. But the realistic situation that I could see is the Falcons taking, you know, fields at four. And actually, it would be unbelievable if four QBs went one, two, three, and four. But I could see the Falcons saying, you know, Matty Ice, ooh, Jameson Black Barrel. Good for you, buddy. I will I will describe this in a second. Let's keep the football going, though. Please, please do. Um, so, you know, I could see the Falcons taking a QB at four saying, we need somebody to come after Matt Ryan because we're yeah. really kind of turning the page. And we still got yeah. Calvin Ridley, so let's it's, make it's something time happen. To, it's time to turn their page on Matt Ryan. Yeah. I think, yeah. And then the Panthers say, okay, well, if we're not going to get our QB, we'll stick with Teddy Bridgewater, but let's take Kyle Pitts at eight because Kyle Pitts is the transcendent tight end prospect who's going to be one of the best tight ends in the league potentially. Right. So then at that point, the Giants pick 12. They've missed out on the, uh, you know, the top four quarterbacks in Pitts. They just signed Kenny Galladay, their big premier wide receiver. They got Darius Slayton, who was a high draft pick. They got Sterling Shepard, who's still a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. And they got Evan Ingram, who's a high draft pick. So they got yes. tons of receiving options. They're not going to take a receiver. It's very possible that they can just say, fuck it. Daniel Jones has like one year of leash left. If he sucks this year, we're probably going to move on anyways. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take Mac Jones because he's really impressed everybody. He's moved up people's draft boards, you know, with these combine workouts and they know that there's people coming to take quarterbacks after them. And there's a steep drop off after the fifth quarterback. So if the Patriots are at 15 and Mac Jones is already gone, they're probably going to get the second or third best receiver in the draft, which I understand is a scary proposition because Belichick so, sucks at drafting wide receivers. Yes. But, I mean, if it's a I, truly transcendent Alabama wide receiver there, you might have to pull the trigger. So, speaking of which, Alabama, uh, I'm in the Discord for Trill Withers, but um, one guy put together his potential – he did three sets of it, but like every time the Pats got the same person, and I'm hoping for it. Jalen Waddle? Uh, no, Devontae Smith. The Pats got oh Devontae Smith. And I, I would lose my mind if we got Devontae Smith. It was so awesome. Um, yeah, that's a tough one because, I mean, there are real concerns with his weight and BMI and stuff. See, that, I just, I think that's a Bill kind of guy. Like, Bill will whip him into shape. Like, will like well, Harry, I would I would be happy if he was available at fifteen. Yeah, like Harry was supposed to be the big dude, like heavy can like take a pass. Like, but he ended up kind of being made of glass. Like, I I'd want us to have like the heavier, tall guy. You know, like he's one hundred and seventy pounds. He's six. Actually, he's small. He's six one. But like. Um, I would Jalen Waddles. Oh, he's 5'10, 182. He's small. Um, so I just to like kind of continue this, I, I really wish this year I need you to help me get into college football prospects because I that's my next like now that we are the Patriots are like in a rebuild in the sense of like we're not like you know, grabbing bu- like veterans off the fucking wire anymore. Like, yeah, just, just to go to the Super Bowl. Like, 
I'm telling uh, you the best way to get into college prospects because I am zero percent into college football. I've tried and failed several ne- times. I mean, like, ne- it sucks that neither of us went to like, no, college. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah I, one of my buddies, one of my one of my uh, the, the engineers at my company, he went to Virginia Tech, which obviously has a great college great, football program. Yeah. You know, like when you go to a school like that, obviously it's totally different. But mm. for us, we really have no. The biggest thing that got me into understanding, like not even understanding, but like watching some skill players for college football and following them around, either yeah. watching their tape or the games, right. was Dynasty. And oh, when, yeah. you know, either if you're a bad team that traded all their good players for draft picks, you know, once you figure out, all right, I got the third pick, the right. fifth pick, and right. the 13th pick. You start scouting the skill players and you're like, Ooh, the third best, you know, this, this wide receiver is like the, you know, right now there's a ton of guys like Najee Harrison, you know, Devonta Smith is one of those yeah, yeah. fantasy wide receivers where if you got the the fourth or the fifth pick, you're probably considered taking them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, once you're, cause you know, obviously fantasy is what makes the world go around. Right. Um, once your dynasty team has one of those picks, you start watching a little tape of guys that get selected in that area. And then you start developing some pretty strong opinions because you look at guys and you're like, you know, does this look like a guy that you want on your fantasy team or does it not? Right. I'm like, this is like the, <laughs> it sounds awful because like money wise, but like the only, like if I were to consider grad school, I, <laughs> I'd only consider like, like good sports schools. <laughs> like, like, That's a good idea. Because, like, BU, obviously, BU is great for hockey, but, like, outside of hockey season. Go to Clemson. I, I don't want to go. No, fuck Clemson. <laughs> like, Debo. What? I'm not going to Clemson until Debo's gone. But, uh. I actually don't know. I just, I just know this. <laughs> fuck Debo. But, um, like, can you imagine, like, going to, like, Mich- like Michigan or. I don't know, like OSU, but like, is it just like, football or just every sport? Like, basketball, what? football, like it, it'd be fun to like be. You want to hear a tra- you want to hear a tragedy? Be no. Last year, James made the NCAA tournament for hockey. Or? No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh basketball. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Ra- round ball. College roommate and I watched. <laughs> Like, Do first names matter? Yeah. Watch the oh. qualifying game together for BU yeah. to make March Madness. Mm-hmm. And the next day was COVID. Oh. <laughs> B- BU made the tournament for like the first time in like 20 years or like 30 got, years. That 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 has to be so tragic for them as players. They, no, it hurt. It hurt yeah. my soul. Because like obviously they w- they would not have made any like it anywhere further than the first round, but like just to see my school in the NCAA tournament as a D one school would have been amazing. Imagine all the games Jared, you could have seen. Jared, no. I, I just want to reemphasize this for you. Roommate, uh, college roommate, and I were watching. Uh, sorry, listeners, you to hear this again. Um, we're watching the qualifying game for. Boston University last year to make the NCAA tournament for basketball, round ball. And they made it. And the next day was COVID. 
and it got <laughs> dog. We were so mad. Yeah. Like, what scene were you gonna be? Do you remember? Oh, terrible! Like, like, like the last scene. Like, they would 16? not have. Yeah, they would not have made it further in the first round. But like, it was the first time in like thirty years that. Being... No, I mean, it's it's amazing even to just uh. be a sixteen seed like one of these. Well, because right now a, a fifteen seed just lost tonight. Oral, Oral Roberts, baby. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> We didn't even really do any NCAA talk. I don't have much None. to do on it, but like, I don't know. It's been really, it's been really entertaining this year. Like, I did a bracket, and Sleeper, which is a fantastic fantasy sports app, mm-hmm. they had a cool um, NCAA bracket challenge where you could fill out brackets and be in a league with your friends, like six or eight Sleeper, of them. Sleeper, uh, bite that thumb promo code will get you a discount. I'm just kidding. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, but we like, should do that. We should just get like promo codes that exist on their own and we should pretend like they're ours. Is that legal? Just no, just keep making up our own promo codes. <laughs> no, like, the one fan we have is just like, why the fuck can I use this? Promo a- code Joe Rogan experience. And it's not don't even worry about it, baby. It's it's totally sarcastic. He's not paying us, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been very entertaining. Yeah. I've I've made some time out to watch it. Um, the sleeper thing was cool because they basically, you know, when you were picking all your uh, bracket things, it would give you a little synopsis of each team, a little little brief overview, which yeah. is kind of nice versus the other bracket challenges where you're basically you're just, just blindly names, like, yeah. ooh, that looks like a nice mascot. We'll pick Yo, they that. got a cool-ass jersey. I'm going with them. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they're a, it's been cool. They're a 16 seed. They're going all the way, baby. <laughs> I I have a great way for us to transition out of sports. This is my. Can first... I make one more? Oh please, please, please! I not take, but I I just I watched the women's NCAA uh, game tonight. Indiana and NC State, phenomenal. Like, just a yeah. Does it does the NFL have a, a female player yet? No, but they have. There's there's a professional women's football league. Oh, uh, they got it. It's getting bigger. They. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you. So, anyways, go on, go on your thing. Actually, uh, sorry, just to talk about the women's football league. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that girl from that video where it was like the my wife video where she just like hucks a football. Oh like, yeah. Oh the, yeah. The blonde girl who just like it's like sixty yards. Yes, uh, I actually like, do yeah remember at that. like a tailgate. She was a softball player because LP told me about like had put me onto her because she was a like a D1 softball player, like should should have gone pro because there there is now a pro a pro softball league. Like should have played for the U.S. team. She actually, uh, <laughs> because of that video and like her throwing ability, ended up in like the pro women's football league. <laughs> like like she's a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, she's unreal. It'd be um, cool. I, I I'll have to check that out. I've never seen it. Women, I. I, I, this probably sounds like virtue signaling, but like women's sports leagues are, they're very like I'm I'm like, Jarrett and I we didn't follow through, but like this year we should try to try to do it. Um, like the WNBA is actually v- unreal. Like it's it's so good and like. Um, well, it's just interesting because it's a whole dynamic that you don't that's that's yeah. new. Like you know, the, I'm the an best Atlanta, players are new. I'm an Atlanta Dream fan. I forget what your team is, Jarrett. Oh, the uh, Las Vegas Aces. Aces, right? Like, yeah, like big respect to all those leagues. What is the average height for like uh, WNBA players? I, I think, think it's slightly scaled six, down. Like the yeah. centers are about six eight, six nine. Um, the point guards are a little shorter. Like the point guards are more six eight. And WNBA, 
They're tall, yeah. yeah. They're like six, wow. I think the tallest, the tallest WNBA center. I I couldn't be speaking out of my ass, but I think it's like six ten. Like I think Brittany Griner is like six ten. Let me look yeah. at Brittany Griner. It's oh, what's like what's like the average the, though? Oh well, I mean, like, over, the point guards are foot. the point guards are under six feet. No, I mean, well, the average is probably over six feet. Yeah, because the point guards are like five foot whatever. The so shooting the av- guards are six foot. The oh. small forwards are six three. Average height is five nine. No. Yeah, I just looked it up. Average height for a point guard? All right, we can so get in, on in, that. Uh, the, the the league in general. Oh, see, Brittany Griner is very tall, but Brittany Griner oh, yeah. is six foot eight. So yeah, I mean, actually, what's funny? You're is, actually right. Uh, it probably has shifted down quite a bit. I was talking with the Discord because we were talking about uh like the they were they were discussing the best college women's basketball player ever, and I I had brought up Brittany Griner, and they're like, no, she like. She was great, but like they were like she was just like tall, like 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 super tall. Um, like Ionescu came up. Um, I forget the other names, but Sue Bird. Sue, uh, all right. So Sue Bird came up in a different discussion in the Discord, where like one guy who played college basketball was like, "Yo, I'd give her the the you know, I'd give her the work," and everyone else was oh. like, "Dog." You were talking about like a four-time MVP, <laughs> like 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 not even like two-time you're talking points about leader. Any like, WNBA player would cook any like oh college kid who plays basketball twice a week because you play basketball twice a week. That's in what's between crazy. Your excessive and, like, drinking and these people play basketball, you know, seven days a week for the past yeah. seven years. Like, like he was <laughs> he, he was being like a dick for jokes, but like everyone was like, I, I said, and I got it got like a bunch of likes. I was like, Sue Bird would give me 21-0 and call me a bitch. Like, and I would, I would shake yeah. her hand. Like, that woman is... It was, there was a good thing where, like, even, like, uh, like, like, I forget which NBA player was, like, I think it was actually Scalabrini or something like that, where it was, like, this bum old NBA player that was, like, super washed was, like, <laughs> yo, come down to this YMCA and see if you can give me a single bucket. And it was just, like, you know... He it would defend. Scout. He would stop. He would stop the player every single time. Like these super athletic college kids that some, thought they were the shit. And then kids, he would be an offense and he would make it look so easy. Just kind of like float a little lamp over. I forgot him. about Scala Brainy. That, that like a whole. That recent video of, of Scal just went viral. It was him in the gym, just like you know, working out or whatever. And some kids like were like bet their shoes. They were like, "Yo, we'll beat you." Yeah. And the kid it's went one on one. Stupid. Scal has a beer gut. And man titties. And he's not and even like, trying. Oh he's like, God, like barely putting in any effort. He called game with he's the checkup. Like, like like barely spinning, like uh. very light on offense. This other this like 21-year-old pure athlete is like sprinting around, like squat, like sliding all over and the floor. Scal is just swatting shit at the rim. Like the the worst NBA player. Is he really? And the worst WNBA no. player will. Yeah, yeah. anyone. Like, yeah, well, like he's not the worst NBA player, but like it, it's just no. saying, like you know, if you if you were somehow able to organize all thirty, you know, all fifteen times thirty NBA players, and the very very last one, he would absolutely wipe the floor. Well, it's like the the Jalen Brown thing. Like Jalen Brown, uh, a couple of years ago, he said like his friends from college or just like friends in general were like. Like no, I give like X player a work, like the work, like the guy yeah. who's like nobody, yeah, some like, like thirty five year old guy. It's like and J- no, Jalen was like, wouldn't. bro, you will not like. These are the like there's mm. four there's four hundred NBA players in the league, 
number 400 is giving like everyone in the world the work <laughs> not even like, close but that's the yeah, thing that's, like, that's the thing that's great about basketball is that it's so simple in the sense that you know anybody can go take a ball and shoot it yeah. through a hoop you know anybody Actually, can make uh, a three-point shot right. uh arian foster was on trill withers podcast recently and obviously like a, a well-known uh football player and running back he he actually proposed that the running backs are the most athletic, like the most talented people in the league be- on the stance of like they have to block, run, catch. Like they have to do everything. Um and I thought it was an interesting take like cuz like they they're usually like running backs aren't usually like big, like they're not like tall guys, but like they they do have to block like linemen. Like, yeah, it it was interesting, and like they have to catch passes if they need to. Like at least now, um, like you think about uh Kamara, like Kamara is bl- is like throwing real blocks, like catching wide receiver passes and rushing for you know hundred hundred yards a game. Like, yeah, I guess the only counterpoint is that you know back in Aaron Foster's day, there were more guys who were doing all that stuff on yeah. all three downs versus nowadays where we're headed towards more and more running backs by kinda, committee. Yeah. Not even yeah. positionless, but you know, you got your pass catching guy, you got your bruiser, and you got your yeah. you know first down running back. You know, even with the Patriots, you know, you got Damian Harris and Michelle, right. and well, even like, with the, like, the, like the crazy, had, it's like when we had James White and Legarrette Blount. Like Blount was the guy. You throw, you're on the, we're on the goal line. Like, Blunt's yeah. getting the ball. Like, he's going in. Like, yeah. Well, even like with the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders spent a first round pick. I think it was the 24th pick on Josh Jacobs, who is a mm-hmm. elite running back. They just signed Kenyon Drake, who was another, you know, you know, three down running back who was carrying a whole offense. Yeah. They signed him to a two year deal. So now yeah. they have two, basically, they have two starting running backs and yeah. more and more teams are going for this look where it's like even the Packers, the Packers have Aaron Jones, who's this elite, elite, you know, top five running back. Yeah. He's really elite, but they always use whether it was, you know, Jamal Williams last year, it'll probably be AJ Dillon this year. They've always had a second running back that gets, you know, a solid five to seven carries. I did not. He's great. I ended up nowhere in my league, but like I had Aaron Jones and like I, when he got hurt, I picked up Jamal Williams. He picked up a slack. Yeah, he's solid as hell, and that's the thing. Like, and it doesn't really limit Jones as much, but I mean, that's where the NFL is headed. Like, yeah. they want to have two or three running backs who can split the duty because just it's 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 less and less frequently that you see these guys who get twenty five carries right. a game. You know, the Dalvin Cook, Adrian Peterson types. Where well, you also want to save them because like they they're they're so prone to injury. Like you want like. You yeah, don't... you got a guy like Zeke who's twenty five, who's basically already totally gassed. Right, like or um, Sa- like Saquon, like Saquon is the most athletic human being I maybe ever see. Like, like just absurd. Like, n- now that he's torn an ACL, like you, you don't like now that when he comes back, like you're not gonna want to put him, like, give him the ball every fucking play because <laughs> like, yeah, you wanna, that's why. Yeah, you, you want to conserve like every second of like. The talent that's left. Um, yeah. I, I do want to transition a little bit just because we knew a lot of sports talk. Um, so we. Fortunately. I'm sorry. Uh, James, I'm sorry. I, um, we're actually going to 
you know, slowly move James out of this this podcast. Yes. Um, Hopefully a little faster than slowly. I, I've been trying, but you know, oh. I don't want to be. I don't wanna be he, he's got this, our guy. Like I don't want to be upset. Uh, but um, we did do. We did promise the listeners a little. Uh, what was it? Idaho. Um, I feel like I feel like <laughs> yes. I, I don't remember. I, a little Idaho rap talk. It was. Um, I feel like we can Idaho. easily just we, we can just go through this really quick because I can tell you my guy was no good. No good. Right All right. Well, what was your guy's name? Well, I, I do. I, again, I got a preface. We are not here to shit on these, <laughs> these like unknown rappers. But uh, James, like, what, what for your taste? Like, why didn't you? Uh, like, what was his name? Like? Yeah, you know what? I, I don't. I'm just giving my honest opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, everybody got to, you know, if he wants to do what he wants to do. But I had Arthur Maddox or Ma- Maddox. I don't know how you. Pronounce That's a good that. name. Why? And. And his um his number one song is Altered Beast. And oh boy. I mean it was like Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It felt it just it was just it was just shitty. I don't are know. It's you, like, are you the same animal but a different beast? <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't it I guess the way to sum it up, if it it's like shit was wrapped up in puke and then puke was wrapped up. All right, in, come on. Like so I I, I, I gotta good? jump in here. Because I, I wasn't that. I wasn't that bad. I just I nope. didn't like it. I, I gotta like jump a, in here because I, uh, you know, confession time. Um, in oh, my boy. personal notes, I had James having Brett Johnson. Yeah, you texted uh, the on. wrong thing. That's I knew it. Yeah, I knew I, it. I, knew I it. accidentally also listened to Arthur Maddox. <laughs> Um, All right, so so I also listened to Eternal. <laughs> I also listened to Eternal Beast or whatever it was. Um, Eternal, it's altered. You're thinking of Uzi. altered beast, yeah. Um, it was very so. So he sounds like a white guy. Um, okay. it was like white guy nerdy rap, like uh, oh, like, like fast, like like, like oh, so yeah, rap, rapidy, rapidy rap. You know that guy that has like the Twitter rap? He's like, you know, like. Got my nice whoosh, nice clean shoes, and like he yeah, raps yeah. like a white guy, actually <laughs> proper, and it's like it's like kind of one of those deals, and you know okay. he raps fast. I mean the lyrics are solid. I mean they're not anything transcendent. They're just stupid, silly little rhymes. What's his, but what's I mean, his name? Arthur Maddox. I mean it was clever. It was it was it was clever raps. I mean it was cleanly produced. I mean obviously it like good like top of the line. Good punchlines, but like not good. I wouldn't say good punchlines. I would say like it was like it was it was like you know like nerdy, somewhat intelligent sounding rap. Like it wasn't. It's a white guy. Yeah. It wasn't cringy. No, yeah, yeah. It wasn't cringy or anything. But I mean, you know, it was what it was. The beats were were solid. They were. There were, you know, you know, beats that you get out of a starter variety pack of rap beats. So nothing, nothing against Arthur <laughs> Maddox, but you know, the the real the real thing that I think kind of kind of did it for me, and maybe James can attest to this because we accidentally covered the same guy. But I went on his SoundCloud, and he literally only had four songs. So I mean, uh, that okay. sort of shows me yeah. that you might not be. Uh, you know the most. I was, I was honestly a little. Rapper. I was honestly a little happy that there was only four songs. <laughs> not not because he was bad, but just because I was like, okay, I don't have to go through a lot of stuff. Finally over, baby. I don't think we really missed anything with Brett Johnson because I remember him uh, being the parody rapper. Yeah, but should we shout out? Just just listen to Brett Johnson. Shout out Brett Johnson. Instagram.com/slash Brett Johnson. Brett Johnson. 
um, which seems like a weird username, but it's you know yeah. it's it's Idaho. We can't really be sure what they're really doing. And what about your artist, Ethan? Uh, well, I had Yidi. Um, before I no, talk no. about Yidi, I'd like to talk about whiskey, which I love. Um, whiskey is tasty. Yeah, he's not gonna know any of this till he has to edit it. <laughs> Just wait, let's go back to regular now. Yeah, so I mean, Arthur Maddox, his, his worst part was the flow, in my opinion. <laughs> the flow yeah, I mean, it, was it, important part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a little corny, but honestly, you know, I give him the E for effort. I would give him a solid C overall. Yeah, honestly, you know what, good. Arthur? The best thing I can tell you is that when you have kids, you can go back and, you know, tell them, hey, look, you know, I made a couple good rap songs. They were fine enough. You know, they were cool. You show them and they're like, oh, I mean, cool. he came Dad up on does cool as for Idaho rap. That's a yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, so so respect. <laughs> thank you, Arthur. Thank you for your contribution to music. And thank you for your contribution to Bite That Thumb History. Yeah. All right. So my artist, because <laughs> I followed the rules, was Yeedy. <clears throat> oh. Yeedy. Yeedy. Um. Also appears to be a uh, a white fella, but I did not hate it. Um, that doesn't mean I liked it. Yeah. He, uh, it was very little peep. Um, mm. Little bit of early Uzi style. Like emo rap? Emo rap, yeah. Like, so... It's kind of cool though. I, I think that's more. No, genuine. no, no, no. Like I, I, I didn't hate it. Like yeah. a lot of it was. Um, every, a lot of songs were about like a, a, a female. Uh, I hate to say female. Like a, a woman and like. Mm. And being left. Um, oh, hey, hey, listen. Honestly, what, what artists that make that kind of music are losers, in my opinion. <laughs> I have a moment. No, I'm just kidding. Like, no, I make the uh, same kind of music. Uh, if anybody, no, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, follow my boy James Rhodes on uh, SoundCloud. Um, but like, it was uh, it was good. Mm. I, I, there, he had a, he had, he has a great flow. Yeah. Um, it's not my style. I I like sad boy music, but it it got a little repetitive for me um again like i I don't want to trash anyone for their style because like respect for like putting like he's he has some some big listen he has like two hundred and sixty thousand. i will i will plug his number one song because it is phenomenal and i will admit that sweet thing produced by shoot to ill it's on soundcloud it's got two hundred almost two hundred and sixty thousand listens like it is on oh. that song is it's very uh Jared, you probably know it like sober Gambino style. Like Oh yeah. That's, now that's, that it's oh yeah, like that song is awesome. But like every everything else got a little too like similar to that. You know, like like You don't gotta be an ass about it. <laughs> no what I'm saying is like it, it uh it sounded I know like what it, you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you it don't have to trying, get too much of his music to right, get the yeah. right. Um, he's talented. Like I think he's got he's got a really good style. He he knows what he's doing. Um, Tone's room is good. I like it, it's a little like uh like Marvin's room. It's sad. Um, um 
glass of water uh glass of water is good uh i liked lottery um but yeah so like he's 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 a talented guy i think i think he 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 knows his his style like it he wants to stick to that uh nostalgic and um you know, like end of the night kind of music, like the, the shit you play when you're like you're you're real fucked up. Um, but it, it it's good, it's good. It, I I won't give it a whole ton of really. I'll give that one song, yeah. uh, sweet thing, a, a several listens from now on. But not my not my style. Um, I think what's interesting. I hope this is good. The next state we're gonna do. Is Hawaii? Hawaii. I am. Yeah. Yeah, Jared. So, Jared, you you are the uh, assigner, actually. You gotta tell us who to who to pick here. I hope it's yep. good. I I'm 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 already going through. Okay. While you're checking, James, uh, I did want to bring up to James. Um. Did you ever play the the Epic Mickey games? Epic Mickey games. I think I played one as a kid. You know, with uh, is that the painting stuff? Yeah, like the blog. Yeah. Dark I played oh I play I played the um the demo version at GameStop but that was okay. like, I remember playing it one time. So the only reason I bring it up is because I I remembered it like a couple days ago and I was praying the Switch had a remaster for it. They don't. Oh um but that got me thinking about they announced of or like there's rumors, but it's kind of an announcement. The Switch Pro is coming out this December. Oh, I'm buying that shit. I don't give a shit. Like, I just like, bought the Switch like two years ago. No, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you with the Pro. Like, like I don't give a shit. Like, you can pay me back. Like, this, you can attest to this. The Switch is the greatest. I have a PS5. The design of it, yeah. Yeah, like, I have a PS5. Like, the Switch is the perfect gaming system. I I do also think that the, the next-gen consoles, they haven't had any game releases yet. For it, um, but, yeah, I but am, the Switch is just fun. Yeah. Like the Switch is such a fun console just to like it's open fun. and play. Like the games have been great so far. Um, I my only complaint is the the Mario Kart game they put out. They just gave you everything. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, because because it was the Wii U game that they just kind of re-upped for the the Switch. Yeah. Um. But like obviously, like you and I are Nintendo like. You don't want to admit it. You're gonna buy the, the the Switch Pro. Like we're gonna. I mean, no, no, no. I'll buy it yeah. if they stop making if they stop making the games for the Switch. But right, it's just like I have a 4K TV now, and I'm like, fuck, man. Like I don't. Yeah, that's right. Know. That's the problem. That that was like I had. Both of you guys know, like I had a fifty, like a fifty inch, five, you know, four, like, you know, HD TV or whatever. Yeah. Um, in my room, and then I got the PS5, and I was like, you know. I yeah. gotta, I gotta spring for the sixty FPS because like the the PS Five is like the they, they have that compatibility. I have to do it. Yeah. Um. And I did. Oh like, man. But like, I, it's gonna pay me. The only thing I'm worried about, and James, you probably know, like the Switch. The only complaint is they're not great with file transfer. Like. Oh yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't usually go back to the games, but I know you do. So that's yeah, like, like they they lock the the file to your system. So I'm worried about how they 
how they're going to handle the save files based on like so they get it figured out it's not like it's not like it's the 2000s this doesn't no, 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 no. you're giving nintendo too much credit because oh uh, you're one you're one of those nintendo haters no 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 i am a oh. nintendo stan but like nintendo does struggle on like, yeah. the updates like they like moving this the the data they, the saves. See, I, I don't hate them because like Nintendo haters hate them because they're like, oh, they don't go 4K. They don't do the, like, yeah. because, like, Nintendo's idea is, like, we're family-friendly. We want, like, kids to be able to afford the system. Right. Um. But, like, so I get that. My only complaint is the transfer between systems, so... I think, I think it'll be fine. I think I think since they not they're not going from yeah. like a different system to a whole new system. If it's like the Switch, if it's actually the Switch Pro, yeah. then I'm assuming it should. I, I'm I'm very much. Yeah. I be, because the Switch Pro was assumed. The Pokemon game with Arceus, Legends, like, uh, it's called Legend, Legends, yes. is gonna be unreal. I mean, I don't know if, if it's based on the trailer I saw. Uh, no, but think about it. Think about 4K. With yeah. Po- style. Ooh, it's with the so good. Breath of the Wild style. Then Breath of the Wild 2 hits out. Yes, sir. And, and like Metroid 4. which I'm, not, I'm ne- actually not a Metroid fan. But like, think about like throwing Pokeballs, just walking around. Like, that's know. what we've been asking for that for 20 years. Like... What do you like, think about throwing pokies, Jarrett? I would never do it. I'd never he do it once. Do it. Yeah, I respect that. It's whatever. Uh, he's a man of principle. You, you got to understand. Um, no pokies, man. You're a but Metroid I fan? I I haven't. I, no, I want to. I want to get into it. I actually, okay. I, the only Metroid game I played and that I really liked was I think it was Metroid Fusion for the Game Boy Advance or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I really liked that game. It was crazy to me. But it's weird because the ones that they had for GameCube and Wii are like their best games, at least yeah. from what like people say. So I want to actually try it, you know, 3D Metroid on the Switch. Because I never actually got to play Metroid uh, uh, Prime or whatever, the ones for Prime. the Wii. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that they drop it. But I don't know. I think they though, the Metroid games, they always want to make sure they do right. So I think that's why it's taking a while. Mm-hmm. I'm begging, like it's not Nintendo because Nintendo's not the Zelda company, but like mm. I'm begging them to put out another Toon Link game. Like, yeah, it went Wind Waker, oh yeah, Phantom yeah, yeah, Hourglass, yeah, yeah. and uh, Spirit Tracks. I'm, I'm surprised. I want that another Phantom, one. Like, I'm surprised people weren't like in love with Phantom Hourglass. No, they game. were. Phantom Hourglass was enormous. Like any Toon Link game that comes out is like. Oh. I want yeah, that would be cool too. Like on a boat or in the water, the or space, uh, space. <laughs> <laughs> like Spirit Tracks was great. Uh, Phantom Hourglass was unreal. Wind yeah. Waker was obviously like, it, like it's considered hit. like the goat. Like like besides this, Ocarina of Time. Um, man, Wind Waker is fun because the thing is sometimes when you play like the the main Zelda games, there's like a this this like dark feeling yeah, with them. Yeah, it's very it's, dark. Yeah, but like with with Wind Waker, I was like, "This is cute," you know. That's, I'm not scared to play this. That's the like the appeal of the the the, the Toon Link style is like, it's still like obviously Wind Waker is renowned for its artistic style. Like that's, it's like it won awards for like it, its drawings mm. and everything. But like 
it's also upbeat and the despite its dark points the the artwork is just so pretty that like everyone <laughs> everyone loved it um and obviously like you know spirit tracks and phantom hourglass were amazing and for the ds or whatever i just i hope they make another one because like they're always heaters like everything they make is is so good and i i, I know i loved uh skyward sword i'm glad they're making a remake uh uh remaster for it um and breath of the wild was good but i'm a i'm a classic zelda fan i like i don't i loved breath of the wild but like i love the the puzzle style of like original zelda um <laughs> We're just having like a little side conversation. Yeah, it's fine. In the, in the, in the chat. Um, like James, I know you're not like a big Zelda guy, but like I love like classic Zelda. Like the you have, I get into like, it. Yeah, I, like yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like you you have like an objective. You go to like the dungeon. You do it, and like you move to the next thing. Like, and you have you have side quests to get like better options if you want, but um, it doesn't depend on you exploring shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am excited for Breath of the Wild too, but to deviate from the transition time, trend, 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 trend. Yep. <laughs> um, so are we ready for our Hawaii rappers? Garrett, please sign us our our artists here. Yeah. Alrighty. So behind door number A, <laughs> um, we got Creed Chameleon. Okay. Um. Oh boy. Well, actually, let me uh. Creed Chameleon, he's from Waipahu. Um, then we got Hunger Pains. They do not list where they're from, unfortunately. But they are the authors of Dirty Aloha. And okay. then All right, last, last, but certainly not least, the most popular, I believe, is Thomas Iannucci. He's from Kauai. Okay. Oh, okay. So, uh... So those are what we got. So I've got them numbered. I've got Creed Chameleon one, Dirty Aloha number two, and Thomas Iannucci three. So I've got a random number generator set up between Respect. numbers one and three. You code this so while will... we're sitting here, like for the generator. Or do you find the generator? You just do it on Google. Yeah, random uh, number generators are pretty are pretty common nowadays. There's a lot of cool things. Don't give him any <laughs> any benefit of the doubt. My man was not coding. She had to Google that. Um. <laughs> all right. So, Ethan, would you like to go first? Please. I and will so, pick. Well, no, you can't pick. Oh, no, a big number generator. It's coded, man. That's a bastard. I just spent so many hours coding this line by line. <laughs> um. All right. Ethan's number one, which is Creed Chameleon. Oh, right. that's that was the the one that nobody knows. Dirty Aloha, right? No, that's that's a uh, first guy. That's Hunger Pains. Creed Chameleons, oh. uh, they've never even made any music, so. All right. Oh, oh good luck. James, oh, you no, ready? He's on SoundCloud. I just yes. sent the SoundCloud link. Oh, James, yeah, he's from Waipahu. James, you got number two, which is Hunger Pains, Dirty Aloha. <laughs> Hunger, that how sound, do you? Uh, I can't lie, that sounds Let me see. way look in the Look in the chat, I sent you the yeah. SoundCloud link. Which means that I have number three, which is Thomas Iannucci. Hawaii. 
No, so I, I can't lie. Like, I am very excited for Hawaii rap. Yeah, I hope it's going uh, to I think it's, it's, it's going to be phenomenal. Like, I, yeah. that's my my prediction. Like, like so. uh, Island, there's a bit I, of this culture there. You know, like, there's, yeah, there's like, Islander music on. is awesome. Um, Pacific Islanders are like are with it, so like I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be good. Career chameleon period is gonna be interesting. They get uh, almost four hundred followers on SoundCloud. Wow, that's a Follow. lot. Of- um, so I, I I had one thing to transition from as we wrap this this uh, this bad boy up. Um, something that Kendra alerted me to, which was a crazy fact that I just, I, as soon as I heard it, I knew I needed to discuss it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I have to ask real quick. Oh, the, the listeners cannot see. How's the hairline looking? We looking, uh, looking strong. We, uh, like rec- receding. Uh, don't make that face. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, those are great. All right. That's all I needed. All right. Continue. <laughs> Um, so when, when the weather channel gives you a percent chance of rain, that number actually represents the percent of the city or town. I heard about this. Yeah. That is going to be getting rain, not the likelihood of rain, because I had always interpreted it as if there was a 60% chance of rain, and that meant that there is a little bit better oh. than a 50-50 chance no. of rain. What mm-hmm. that really means is the Weather Channel is saying like six-tenths of the city or town no. that this Weather Channel is for is going to get precipitation. So you have a 60% chance of getting rain. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's mm-hmm. good, good line. No, I, it's- I thought I was too. Yeah. I, I always a- thought it was like, oh, you have a chance of getting rain. No, it's like where yeah. you are, yeah, it blew my mind because like every time it's like ten percent in, in Pawtucket, it'll be like I'm like, oh fuck, is it raining? Like, so ten percent of Pawtucket is getting rained in. Yeah, like what? I would be yeah. so upset because it would say ten percent, wow. and I want to like go smoke a cigar outside, and I go outside, it's <laughs> fucking raining. I was like, what? Why does this make any Damn. sense? That's well, that's you know why, this. like, you can, you can, you know, I, I remember the biggest thing that I, I used to always check it for was for baseball because, right, you know, if it was raining, your baseball game would get canceled, and that was like the end of the world for me when I was like in eighth grade, right. and I would see it, and it would be like seventy percent chance of precipitation. I'd be like, "Fuck!" Like our game's gonna get canceled. Like my life is over. Right. And then you know, down at the fields, it would just happen to be the thirty percent of the city that wasn't getting rained on. <laughs> I was stupid. I was like, "Wow, we beat the odds. Let's go!" <laughs> Pataka did it again. Okay, but <laughs> my, my question is, how does that help you going forward? Because what the fuck percentage of the town are you in? If it's not, yeah. it does not matter. <laughs> It's just, I guess it doesn't really help you. It's just interesting to me that I. Or does it, or, or wait, or what does it mean when the cloud moves over the town? It's gonna, like, I stop, stop using the, like, yeah, but like, what is it, but what does it mean though? Like, how do, how does that help you? If that's not, that's, that's, that's the new geography. We don't, we don't, it doesn't, we don't it doesn't really help me much more than the old method does. It's just, <laughs> It's just understanding what the I really uh, James James is looking at clouds like uh that one's coming. 
I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like on a rocking chair and I'm just like, yeah, that one's a <laughs> That's a 50 percenter. Yep. He gets, he gets a little buzz in his, his elbow. He's like, oh, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a weird thing to end the show on. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. thank you everyone for listening. Uh, if you're still listening to us, you're a real one. I really wish I didn't hear that. Uh, that doesn't do anything for me now. Every time I see it, it's just going to be fucking annoying. The brain is Dude. taunting us every day. This country's a lie. All right. Good night, everybody. Yeah, yeah. You guys are uh, your homies, and James is going to bring us out. So have a great night. Bye. James Rhodes, baby. Good Amen. night, everybody. Hit up, hit up James on SoundCloud. James Rhodes. Peace oh out. no, that's Bye. the intro I'm singing. This will be Junk of Love. Yep. Show go time. It's the big prize. Bruce, go long, boy down. Get them rings now. Tough mind, strong ties from a small town. Small fry, keep trying for your small town. Your time, go time, ain't so small now. Have pride, aim high, going strong now. Shop team, big round, all the poles that's cowboy. Bring out the clothes. It's jungle, jungle love. It's jungle, jungle love. So bring out the clothes. Bring out the clothes. It's jungle, jungle love. Yeah. It's jungle, jungle love. Yeah. So bring out the clothes. See me when I'm on a browse. See me when I'm killing out. Just me and the Iggy team.